0: From Coney's to cheesecake and barbecue to brunch, we all have meals that meet something special to us. This podcast takes a deep dive into the traditions, delicacies, and legends that have shaped what we know and love about food. Each week, we'll learn from a guest about how food has impacted their relationships and how they view the world. This is Season to
1: Taste.
0: This week on the podcast, I'm excited to welcome Jordan Gerberding. He is a fourth year IT management student at Boise State. Uh, we met up here in uh, the Kent Akron area. We're both up here for internships. I met through CREW, which is a uh, Christian student organization. So Jordan, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited. It'll be fun.
0: So I'm curious. So you moved here from Idaho, right? And then previously from Illinois. What's that transition been like? experiencing some new food and trying to make friends in the process
1: yeah it's been a fun transition honestly um back when i was living at home in illinois with my parents we always would plan our trips around what food we were going to go to and so every time that i am in a new place it's like experiencing all these new food places over again so like when i went to idaho i had a ton of new food places boise's roughly five hundred thousand, i think and then coming to Uh, kent akron area Uh, i mean it's huge you've got all these different townships and cleveland's only an hour away so i've only been here for a couple weeks but i've enjoyed getting to uh try out some of the different places with you and um some other friends as well
0: yeah absolutely there's there's definitely some good stuff here and you're right in saying that like all the different towns and stuff has made it really interesting because it doesn't feel that far because there's so many um We're in Kent, or I'm in Kent, um, and then Akron is really pretty close. We just went to Canton this weekend and um, got some good food down there. So, yeah, it's, it's really accessible to go to some different towns, which I have enjoyed. Are there any foods that you've been missing or craving from either Boise or Illinois?
1: Oh, man. Honestly, I'm really excited because in Boise, we don't have steak and shake, but we have that back in Illinois. And I know it's nothing fancy, but just the, like the memories that go back with steak and shake. And so my friends right. are going there really late. I'm excited that there's at least one near me as far as foods in Boise or in Peoria specifically that I'm missing. There's a place, um, i trying to think it's the chicken salad chick. It's a fast food place that just opened up in Peoria while I was home for uh, Christmas, I believe. And it's been a fun one to go because you know me, but the listeners don't. I like to do different combinations with my food and chicken salad chick has a lot of different combinations that they put in their chicken salad. Um,
0: Right.
1: So I really enjoy that. And then back home kind of in Chicago, there's a grilled cheese place called Cheesy's. That is my dad and I's absolute favorite place to go. And I took my girlfriend when we visited and it chicken tenders on the grilled cheeses and they're open until like 2 a.m. or something like that. So it's a <laughs> nice. fun thing to, Hey, we're going to be up in Chicago, but we won't get in until midnight. Let's go to Cheesy's.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That sounds like a ton of fun. And that leads me into my next question because your favorite type of restaurant is usually some like kind of out there dive or a place with just some really unique combinations weird foods um and I'm curious for you to we talked about this previously but um tell the listeners why that is like your ideal place to go
1: Yeah well it all started with man versus food my dad watched that a lot when um Adam Richman was the host and so we've traveled around to different vacations and we actually we drove down to Florida for one vacation so that we get hit eight or 10 different man versus food locations on the way. So it was nice. like, okay, well, it's only an hour out of the way if we go to this place. Um, and then it's just kind of continued on wherever we're at in whatever city. Um, so I'm excited in Ohio, we haven't spent much time here and there's a lot of man versus food locations that I haven't hit yet.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> there's, there's plenty. <laughs> And you mentioned the family component. Um, what does it mean to you when you get to experience some of these foods that um, and these restaurants that you really enjoy with your new and old friends? Yeah.
1: It's a really good opportunity to laugh and make memories, I think. Uh, specifically, I mean, if you go to a place that puts, uh, like for instance in Sarasota, Florida, there's munchies and they put they make fat sandwiches, anything you can put on a sandwich or not put on a sandwich. It's on a sandwich. And so it's something that my parents and I are able to look back and laugh about, like just the sheer size of these sandwiches and all the crazy things that are on there. Um, So it's just fun to be able to look at a menu and say, I can't believe they actually put that on there, but (laughs) we might as well try it, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things you mentioned the other day was like your favorite part about, um, these is that someone in the back was like i should i should put this on a sandwich not not like caring about what anyone thinks just like i think this would be good to make it this crazy combination i love that
1: yeah it's exactly like when you're eating food there is some like eh, maybe i shouldn't do that but there's also <laughs> the well maybe i should you don't, you don't know until you find out and at the end of the day if you like it then go for it you know i'm not gonna judge anybody for uh, something weird they do most of the time, but
0: <laughs> hey, you didn't judge me this weekend when uh, I I almost hate to admit this, but I was eating a Monte Cristo at Melt. First off, highly recommend Melt. Um, there's a lot of them, I think, around Ohio. I don't know how far out they go, but um, it's just like a grilled cheese place is is really the their main staple. Um, and it came with some raspberry like sauce, I guess. And I was like, well, I kind of want it to be kind of a sweet and savory. So I mixed it with some ketchup and it was delicious. Don't come after me. It's just, it's just how it is.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Those are the best. I didn't tell you this while we were there, but I almost got a grilled cheese with like chicken, pepperoni, and peanut butter. And I was like, nah, it's oh. probably not something to do, but I am interested to see what combinations I can do that would be good with peanut butter. Cause
0: that's yeah. That is, that is bold. <laughs> I feel like a bacon, peanut butter, and jelly would be interesting as I don't know where the cheese comes in there, but I don't know. Sounds interesting, right?
1: That's I've really done, similar to a. Oh, sorry.
0: I've done a, uh, grilled PB and J before, and that's pretty good. Surprisingly.
1: Yeah. That's really similar to a sandwich that my dad and I had in Oregon a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we got a peanut butter butterfly, which is, a. Donut, pretty much, and it's got peanut butter in it, and it's got cinnamon in the bread and chocolate icing on top. And instead of a bun, we brought our own peanut butter butterfly, chocolate peanut butter butterfly, and cut it in half the long way to make it a bun. And there was bacon and jelly on that sandwich and jalapeno. And it was really, (sighs)
0: really good. That's nuts, but that sounds good. Dang. And you mentioned that how bonding over these foods that are kind of weird, um, is an opportunity to laugh. I think that's really true just because it's, you know, no pressure. It's completely casual, just fun foods. And it's not like, um, really fancy restaurant where the experiment experience might be more, um, like the food might taste better in theory, but, um, it does kind of, it, it's unmatched with, um, just the fun you can have at a weird restaurant like that.
1: Yeah, at Mike's Place, it was a great example of that. Mike's Place is a uh, restaurant in Kent area, I guess. And uh, there's an X-Wing out front. It's got a castle as part of the building and the menu is five sheets long. And (laughs) I will cherish the first time that we opened that menu and it just kept unfolding. And we got to laugh about everything in that restaurant because it's so cool.
0: I wish someone had captured on video the look on my face when I, when I was unfolding the menu and it just kept going. I, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. I, and the funny thing about Mike's is everyone tells you to go, but no one can tell you what they got when they went. Like, I was like, I don't know. It's just because <laughs> the menu so long, right? People just have no idea what they got, but it, that's part of the beauty of it. I think
1: yeah exactly. the hey, let's put this on the sandwich. Uh, it might already be on the menu. who knows it's a five <laughs> right. page long menu.
0: <laughs> there was a note on the menu that said, like please be patient. We don't have the whole memory menu memorized. It was essentially it.
1: <laughs> yeah I
0: think like, wow, that's at least they're admitting it. I respect it. So you have a bit of a tradition of watching the Indy 500 with your family. I'm curious if there's any food traditions that go along with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, actually, funny story. We went to the Indy 500 and um, it's a race on Sundays and Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays. But my parents and I thought ahead. And on Saturday, we we went to Chick-fil-A and put Chick-fil-A in the cooler. So on Sunday, we had everybody around us. Looking at us real funny and being like, where did you get that? Because you need it right now. And we're like, we brought it on our own. But yeah, that's a fun one. Interestingly enough, for a lot of holidays like Christmas and Thanksgiving and all that, we don't have many food traditions. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we turkey on Thanksgiving just like everybody else. But our traditions are more just anytime we're on a vacation, let's see where we can go. And we often plan that before we even plan where we really go.
0: Yeah, that's funny. And what's been your favorite restaurant you've found on a vacation?
1: Oh, easily Cheezies. Um, it's, they actually just expanded in the Chicago area and right next door, they open Cheezies by the Slice, where they make everything that they put on their grilled cheeses onto a pizza.
0: Oh man. <laughs> and they have deep fried oh, no. cake
1: bites. It's so good and it's terrible for you, but that's oh, exactly yeah. what makes it so good.
0: That's great. Oh, this is an interesting question. So Idaho, obviously known for its potatoes, right? Is that a big part of like food culture in Boise?
1: It depends on where you go. There's a restaurant downtown called Boise Fry Company, and you can go there and they have like eight or 10 different fries. They have purple ones, yellow ones, (laughs) any type of potato. They make a fry out of it, but it's not as like a, crazy as you might think it was i know growing up and then finally going to boise for college i was like oh fries everywhere and it's actually (laughs) not as crazy as you thought which is a little disappointing but if you go to the right places the right local places they'll highlight that it's a boise fry or
0: a fry yeah that's cool yeah i think that's interesting i um and like john mentioned in fit the fit fresh fast episode um i really enjoy like locally sourced things like that Um, so that's awesome that they like highlight that it's from idaho it's just like if there's i don't know ohio ohio's big on pork i think so if there's ohio pork on the menu i think that's cool so yeah there's definitely there's always different ones um, wherever you go and i i enjoy seeing those what's the one that like they produce in the um wherever you're going so that's pretty neat
1: yeah definitely
0: have you ever been to a restaurant that you enjoyed and everyone else in your party, maybe they didn't hate it, but like, didn't like it as much as you did.
1: It's a good question. I think the one that comes to mind first is, uh, in Portland, Oregon, there is a restaurant called Salvador Molly's and they make, uh, it's essentially an Elvis sandwich and it's got, peanut butter, banana, and bacon on it. And my parents, they enjoyed it, but not nearly as much as I do. Like every time I'm in the Portland area, luckily my girlfriend's from the Portland area. So that gives me an excuse to (laughs) go there a little more often than I would normally. Yeah. But I love that place. Like almost would make a trip just to go to Salvador Molly's because I like that sandwich so much. They just do it right.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. The... The one that I would probably say is Tom and she, it's like a, it's a pretty big grilled cheese chain. Um, and they make a grilled cheese donut and I'm just, let me tell you, it's delicious. Don't (laughs) let anyone tell you otherwise. It's delicious. Um, but I, have told that to a few people and my mom didn't get it when we went, but she watched me eat it and was kind of just like, I don't know what, what is wrong with you? Um, but, yeah, that's that's a really good one. It doesn't always uh, get rave reviews with with a friend group, but I love that one.
1: Those grilled cheese donut places, there's one in New York that we went to, and I'm not kidding you, we canceled other food places to go there another two <laughs> times just to get that grilled cheese. It was fantastic. And they have it, like, hanging on a hook, so the cheese is falling off of the... Oh, it's so good.
0: Wow. Yeah. That sounds interesting. I don't really understand what you mean by hanging on a hook. So
1: like uh, there's a donut with a hole in the center, right? Part of the presentation is um, there's a little like hook that comes up and down and up, and they take the donut and put the hole of it through the hook. So it's hanging (laughs) over this tomato soup, and the cheese is falling into the tomato soup. So you get like cheesy tomato soup and a donut grilled cheese.
0: Huh. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yeah. It's a a very creative presentation.
1: It definitely is.
0: Interesting. I don't even know what to think about that. (laughs) It's cool, though. Do you have a dish that you cook that you think you cook better than anyone else?
1: That's a tough one, because you're kind of saying that I cook it better than my mom at that point. Oh. Um, I would say I'm the king of grilled cheese, or not of grilled cheese, of quesadillas, probably. Because <laughs> uh, in solid. sophomore year of college, I was eating grilled cheeses. I think I ate grilled cheeses eight weeks out of 16, or pretty close to that. <laughs> and just, I cook five pounds of chicken on like a Monday, and then eat it through Friday. So... Nice.
0: Yeah, that that would do it. (laughs) I'd say you're pretty well versed in it.
1: (laughs) Practice makes perfect.
0: Yes, exactly. This week, I... Well, this week, we both took different routes with uh, pork tenderloin. It was not really like planned at all. But we both uh, had pork tenderloin, and we're talking about how to make it. So, I did... And It's something that I posted on my Instagram, so if you're not following me on Instagram, you should go follow me on Instagram, see some updates of the food I make and uh, reminders of all the episodes. But this week I made um, pork tenderloin with pears and shallots. It was a Bon Appetit recipe from like 2015 or something. It was pretty old, but uh, it was pretty good. Um, definitely some modifications that I might make it make on it in the future because I thought the pears that I got were a little too soft and um they're really good but it's just like I don't know I wanted a little bit more texture um but yeah it was really good just like garlic and thyme all throughout and this nice like sauce with uh used por- uh pear nectar and um chicken broth and it, like thickens up nicely and it makes a nice sweet sauce so I did enjoy that um but what did you do to go cure pork tenderland yeah
1: mine was just a random website that i found online somewhere (laughs) but uh they were calling for a grape jelly and uh, like a marinade a grape jelly marinade with some honey and barbecue sauce and so i essentially did that i added a little bit of frank's red hot just to add some more heat than sweet to it um and it was okay it wasn't fantastic uh i think if i were to do it again i would add more of the marinade than I did, just add a little bit more flavor. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how the Bon Appetit recipe was like, I'm not a cook myself. I'm a big fan of those YouTube channels, but is it like a recipe yeah. that would be pretty easy to pick up or is it a more advanced for
0: yeah. the first person? I would say it was pretty good. Um, really not that hard, of a, that difficult of a recipe. It was one of the more, I guess I'd say lean recipes I've ever seen of just like, it seemed like I could have used a little bit more direction, but I figured it out. And, um, it's, it's one that I wish they would have made a video for, because I think they could have gone more in depth of how to make it like really good. Cause I made it and I was like, this is pretty good, but like something, something's missing. So I feel like I, um, may have may have messed something up, so i'm I'm definitely curious to try it again, try and make it better, but yeah, it, it was a pretty easy recipe, and they have some really good ones, so yeah, would recommend trying okay and that was an interesting one because I knew I good had enough. the pork already. I was just running to the store. 'Cause I realized I could make it through the week with with the stuff I had left over from last week and um, just buying some extra stuff. And I think I just saw some pears and was like, I wanna make something, but I have no idea. So I searched pork tenderloin and and pears and that's what came up. So, you know, I think that's a fun thing to do, is just try you have two things, like you have a protein and some ingredient you wanna combine, essentially making your own like mystery ingredient from chopped or whatever. Um and just try and make something out of it i think that's fun even if even if it's not like an original idea you go take your recipe from somewhere that's totally cool um but yeah it's a fun way to make cooking fun
1: yeah that sounds like it my in our college this last year my roommates and i did something similar to that but it was more of a parody of that of two random recipes yeah so i'll talk about that too much on here but it was a fun time, at Rathole Revealed if you're interested.
0: All right, good to know. Um, I may have asked all my questions, it's possible. I did, I also have hot seat. Do you have any, anything else you wanna talk about or any other questions?
1: The one story that I had prepared, not knowing if I was gonna have to tell too many stories, but um, about a relationship that I created over field food, which is a pretty fun one, I think, is after a youth group one time, uh, my now girlfriend and I, we weren't dating at the time, uh, Mm -hmm. were looking to go get some food. And um, we were going to go to Olive Garden, and we were like, ah, maybe not. And she's like, I have an Outback coupon. She's like, I love steak. Let's go to Outback. And obviously, I'm not going to say no to steak. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, free steak at that as well. So we go to Outback and we sit down and we start talking and um, we're starting to kind of share our stories and how we got to Boise state and all of that. And she's sitting there like, Oh no, this looks a lot like a date. And she was an <laughs> RA at the time, not my RA, but just an RA. And she's like, yeah. I really hope he doesn't think this is a date. And I, I didn't at all. I was just excited to get free steak. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it. George has no.
0: priorities right. He's like, freeze steak. <laughs> we will oh, yeah. relationship.
1: Yeah, my parents raised me right. But, uh, <laughs> as the dinner goes on, uh, we start just having a good time and we start hanging out a lot more after that, just as friends. And now, uh, shoot, f- 15, 16 months later, something like that, uh, we've been dating for 10 months. So that's a really cool, nice. um, just a way that, Bonding over breaking bread together, uh, produced something really exciting and um I'm really excited glad that we went to Outback. It's a fun story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, we've had plenty of examples of that on the show. On uh episode five, Christian Deardorff shared about um his first date with his now wife, Michaela, over some coffee in Columbus. Um, and I love that story. And like, that's part of what started some of his love for coffee. And yeah, I think those are really neat stories and, um, it's neat to see how those relationships can be formed around food of, of all types from steak to coffee and all sorts of things. So yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. It was a fun time. And a fun thing that I, I mentioned to you this week, um, talking about how I met, some people that I've done episodes with, it's it's gone back really far actually to Christian is the start of many of um the connections I made through this podcast, which is really neat. So Christian introduced me to Kai McKinney, who then introduced me to um Chad Goodwin, the owner of burger who then introduced me to Carl Underwood, um, the owner of Vita's Butcher. Who then introduced me to John Patton from Fit Fresh Fast, and that's leading to even more connections, some awesome um, episodes to come. So it's just it's been a really neat experience for me getting to meet all these people and have it be through such an an interesting line of connection that I can trace all those to the different episodes and all the people I've met. So yeah, bonding over food, even though we're not um, eating in this instance, um, yeah, definitely love that. All right. Well, it is time for hot seat. Are you ready?
1: Oh, yes. My seat is quite cool. So I'm ready for the (laughs) seat warmer to turn on.
0: Let's do it. What is your favorite form of potato?
1: Favorite form of potato. It's a potato that I'd like to eat more often is just like a cheesy scallop potato. Uh, I haven't had Uh, that very often, but every time I have it, I'm like, I need more of this right now.
0: Right. I haven't. I don't think I've ever had like a really good scallop potato you know like at a i don't know an above average restaurant even it's usually like the box scalloped potatoes which are good but i think i think the potential is there for some greatness and i've not had it
1: yeah when a family member or friend makes it for a potluck mm, so good
0: nice <laughs> if you could re-experience one food for the first time what would it be
1: I think re-experiencing the first time I had uh, venison would be really fun
0: because
1: I think that's a really fun meat that you don't get to eat very often and I have some friends who are hunters but um, like going right back into that for the first time I really enjoy that.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting one, it has, I don't know, it's a complex flavor, it's hard to describe other than usually gamey is kind of a description, but yeah, that's a neat one. What's the best food you've had so far in Ohio?
1: Best food I've had so far in Ohio. Trying to think of different places I've been already. Um, I don't, I think I would have to say that it's the wild goat cafe. It's nothing like super amazing, but I I don't eat very often like or eat very much because I have a small little tiny stomach. But I went to Wild Goat Cafe and got three pancakes with peanut butter or not peanut butter, chocolate chips and banana. And then I also got it was a piece of bread with cheese on it and then fried chicken, more cheese on that and sausage gravy. And I ate all of it. And it was just nothing super amazing, but it was just solid all the way around and hit just the right spot.
0: That's awesome. What's the best um, ice cream flavor at Handles? Handles is a uh, an ice cream place up here that a lot of people are quite fond of, including myself.
1: Handles is fantastic. I I don't eat a lot of dairy ice cream, so I, I actually don't know if Sherbert has dairy or not in it. But I opt for <laughs> Sherbert. And when I opt for Sherbert, their pineapple Sherbert has... Uh, it's actually got pineapple chunks in it, which is fantastic, Ooh. and I really enjoyed that. Interesting. Yeah.
0: That's a unique one. Mm-hmm. But I like it. I don't think I'd try it, but I respect it. <laughs> I've had I've had too much uh, jello salad with crushed pineapple in it, and just the texture is not is not there. It's really bad. Ah. Interesting.
1: We need to go back to handles soon. That was good.
0: Yes. That was good. What's the best or weirdest deep fried food you've had?
1: Best or weirdest deep fried food? I think, I think the best one I've had would probably be um, an O burger. I, I guess it might be my kind as weirdest in Cho'Kawthee, Illinois. There's a place called Castaways and they take a burger, they stuff it with different things and you can get all sorts of ones, but they have like a, um, blue cheese and bacon one that I remember and basically they mm-hmm. stuff it and it's an actual ball of burger it's not just like a little burger that they stuff it's a ball with all of this in there yeah. and then they deep fry it and oh, it's fantastic gosh. I need to go there when I'm back in Illinois but yes that probably counts as wow. best and
0: weirdest <laughs> Jeez. that that is that is quite crazy I, I can only imagine that only reminds me of um, a burger I got in Columbus that was just like it must have been close to a pound because it was a proper like meatloaf of a burger at the Thurman Cafe in the German Village and yeah that just reminds me of, of that day that was quite the burger I have to say well that is it that is the end of the yeah, podcast for with Jordan me. thanks so much for coming stories
1: on stories I even forgot about.
0: awesome thanks for listening to this week's episode of season to taste if you enjoyed go ahead and share it with one of your friends and tell them your favorite part you can find me on instagram at season 2 podcast and special thanks to adam paddock for the music